0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by OnTap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap on Instagram and Twitter. It's the first episode of the offseason. The new schedule, the 2023 schedule, has been released, and I am joined by a great friend of mine and a great friend of the show, JJ Lippy. JJ, how are you today, my man?
1: I'm doing good.
0: Thank you for having me, man. So I saw that you guys have gotten back in the gym. Uh, Junie's been co- Coach Junie's been posting your guys' workouts every now and then. I've been seeing you guys have been working hard. But what's it been like to get back out to the facilities?
1: Uh, man, it's been awesome. Um, you know, just getting back with the guys. Um, and, you know, they've kind of changed the workout program this offseason. So that's just been a, a plus too in that sense. Um, but really just being around our team, I mean, we got some great group of guys um, and then, you know, a couple of the transfers too. I mean, everybody's just awesome and they're really buying into the culture. So it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I so saw there's been quite a few transfers. And then obviously we, as we all know, coach Hammock's always very busy uh, getting high school recruits and getting new, new young talent into this program, but it's a quick turnaround, right? Like the end of the season is, Probably what middle to late November. And then mm-hmm. before you know it, January, February, you're already back working out.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a turnaround for sure. Um I kinda like just the way our schedule's set up and especially this year, they kinda um pushed it. So like we when we first got back, we didn't have our conditioning tests like we normally do. Um, you know, we kinda we were literally taught the warm up on the first day. They changed our warm up. Um, so that's been like a positive, but you know, just as a player, um, it's, you know, the off season, February or January and February, it's just nice to get your body back from the season. Cause I mean, it's a long season. So yeah, it's definitely a turnaround, but it definitely has its perks too.
0: When you talk about get your body back, NIU was one of the most injured teams last year in all of college football. And that's, you know, kind of what we really just saw down at any point in the season was just players in key positions were going down. So it's good uh, for the guys to get that rest. And then, get back out on the facility and then get back in, you know, motion and get moving. Cause if the team's at full strength, I mean, I think it goes without being said, right? Like we know what the team is capable of, but also too, what can you say from last year's perspective to where a lot of younger guys got thrust into starting roles or, or high volume roles where they weren't necessarily expecting that going into last season? What can you say of that?
1: Um, you know, definitely, I mean when you look at the quarterback position, I mean we had some guys that, you know, weren't really supposed to be playing last year and they were. And um I think, you know, coach Hammock's kind of touched on this too before is that, you know, yeah, we had all those injuries, but you know, long-term with these guys getting those experiences and stuff and uh real game experience too, I think that's going to help their um development as a player um that much more. Um Yeah, so, cuz I mean, you, you, you got you got a lot of
0: you got a lot of playing time early too, right?
1: Uh like when I first got here. Like your
0: first second year. Wasn't your second year you were already in
1: the starting lineup? No, nah, it was my third year I was in the starting oh, lineup. Third. I was kind of third a year. special teams guy my second year. Uh my third year is when I started. Special teams though
0: is especially in a conference like the Mac, like you see how, how good having a kicker like John Richardson is, or or being able to block a kick or block a punt or run one back. You know what I'm saying? Like that could be the difference mm. in one of those crazy matching games. So in your time at NIU, you've won a MAC championship. You've had some seasons that were less than ideal, but what would you say knowing that you've seen what it takes to get to the top, this team has to do to get back to that spot next year?
1: Yeah. Um, I think, you know, honestly, we're doing it right now. Um, I think so far this has been the best off season that we've had, uh, since I've been here and I'm going into year five here. And, um, I think, you know, two things that really we've been harping on is the leadership. Um and so we, we got a new leadership council. Um it was all voted in uh by the players, um, and they gotta pick who it was. Um and then we're doing a lot of team building exercises where we're really coming together and a t- as a team and really buying into the culture that we're that we've developed since Coach Hambox's been here. And um I think that's helped us tremendously. Um we even switched up you know, a locker room where guys are. Um, so everybody's, you know, we're all diverse in each section. Like it's not just O line, just D line. You know, we got guys from different position groups. I mean, I'm I'm next to Ivan Davis on one side. I got Nick Alvarado right across from me. So, you know, I, I got two guys that are on defense that are right by me. Um, so I think just that as a whole um is really what our team's buying into. And I think that's really what we need to go into is Um, really just playing in those in those moments, too. And I think another thing, too, Coach Hammack even talked about this today, too, is, uh, you know, we just got to execute. And one thing that we were harping on was, um, you know, being disciplined in the details. And when we have those and we execute, then we'll be a great team. So I think, you know, just execution and leadership um, is where our team needs to go. And I think it's really, really going well this offseason so far.
0: Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to put it. Because if you look at last season for what it is, it's not like it's not like you know we were getting crushed week in and week out. A lot of the games that we lost were those same one possession games that we won the MAC championship year. You know, it's just football giveth and football taketh. You know, sometimes you get those one possession games. Uh, you, you'll like this example. Look at the Minnesota Vikings, right? Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. in the NFL won every single one possession game. Until the final one possession game of their season Which came in the playoffs You know what I'm saying So you got to be able to just persevere And move on to the next play And I think one thing that You know win, lose, or draw Regardless of record The togetherness on this NIU roster Throughout you know the good, the bad, and the ugly Is always evident to us the fans We always see you guys together as one unit We always see Coach Hammock picking you guys up and, and even vice versa, you guys picking coach Ham up because you know how college football gets due to, you know, especially, 100%. especially playing for a fan base that is used to winning so much as NIU is. So um, yep. I think one thing that we look we talked a lot about um, during the championship year, and I know you were on the show a lot during the championship year is, you know, what's already happened. is done. You can only move forward. You can only,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, you can only look to the future and, how many years left of eligibility? Would this be your last? year? do you have two years left?
1: I still got two years.
0: Okay, so mm-hmm. you got two years, two chances to go get you another ring, and we still got to get you a bowl victory because it's been a while since yes, it's still been a while since uh NIU has won a bowl you know altogether even before you were here. So it's one of yep. those things that has escaped us. But I think that I think that this year, you know, we get Rocky back. Rocky's healthy all season long. And some of the new transfers in, you got the running back in from Iowa. He looks like he's going to be a stud. Ontario's mm-hmm. going to take on a bigger role. And there was a couple transfers, so we did lose a little bit on offense, and we lost a little bit on defense. But what would you say to like those guys that stayed? Because I remember too another one of the the cliches or quotes that Coach had, uh, and myself myself too that year was you know those who stay will be champions. And we did see a very hectic and heavy. NIU
1: transfer portal this year. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like every year we have those kind of things with the transfer portal. And I think it's you know, just with like the whole NIL deals and all that stuff, it's definitely getting kind of crazy. But um, you know, Coach Hammond, you know, he hits it on the spot every time when he talks. I mean, those who stay will be champions. And I think the transfers that we brought in, um, you know, yeah, we lost some guys in some spots, but I mean, if you look at the guys that are behind them, I mean, in some of those positions, they they were playing last year because those people were hurt. And um, you know, I think it's I think we'll be fine is what I'm going to say. <laughs> I think we'll be good. Yeah, here. no,
0: it go, it goes back to what I said a couple of minutes ago. Football giveth and football taketh because it's like, you know, we're going to lose some people in the transfer portal and we're going to get some people in in the transfer portal and then obviously yeah. you get more recruits every year from high school. So, you know, it's one of those things where <laughs> it's not like, it's not like, you know, college football that our you know, our parents grew up and it's just grew up watching where it's just like, yeah, that guy is going to be there for four or five years and they're Mm going to build a statue for him after he leaves. There's a lot more movement. Um, I think that too, uh, this is a perfect example to bring this up. Close friend of yours, guy that we've had on the show a million times, great friend of Mm -hmm. both of ours transferred to Kentucky. I think that's a different situation, right? Like Marcus's situation is a little bit unique because for Marcus, he gets a chance to go from NIU to the SEC. I think anyone mm-hmm. that watches football is like, if you get a chance to do that, you got to, right? Yeah. Have yeah. you have you gotten a chance to talk to him since he got down there? I see he's been working out hard as well down there.
1: Yeah, no, I, I actually um, – I talked to him – or I, I saw him last weekend. My mom lives in Kentucky, so I was actually down there.
0: Um, oh, nice.
1: um You know, he he's loving it. He's recovered from his injury. Um, you know, obviously it's SEC football, so, you know, all the – glitz and the glamour that comes from it and you know the fan base down there is crazy so he's enjoying every single minute of it and you know I wish that man the best I mean me and him have been through a lot together um but you know I also don't blame him too because I mean he's he was in a position where you know go play SEC football you know that's you know once in a lifetime opportunity sometimes and you know I can't really be mad at the guy for trying to do that
0: yeah, I will be rooting for Kentucky on the side. I always try to follow our guys. Uh, like, for example, last year, Dylan Thomas, he left to go to Missouri State. And I, I was just catching up with him a few weeks ago. And I think he's coming back out here to do uh, the pro day the pro day out here. So it's always yeah. good. And then, too, also uh, a couple other guys from years past, you know, Weston Kramer, um, Jack Haflin. Jack Haflin was making – dude, he made so many plays in the XFL game. The other night I was watching the XFL.
1: Yep. Yeah, sure
0: yeah, he had like a couple tackles for loss, a sack. And I'm like sitting there and obviously, you know, I don't know every player on the field, but when you hear Jack Coughlin, you're like, "Oh my god. That's my guy. Like former Husky." Yeah. He was in the first press conference I ever went to and that man is huge. Like that might be <laughs> I know you guys are all pretty big. I know Nolan's pretty big. He's like 6-9. Liam was like 6-7, but I'd say uh, pure size, like the biggest person that I've ever seen in all my time covering you guys, was definitely Jack Athlin. Like that dude is a mountain of a man. But yeah, look. So let's talk about uh, some of these other leagues. Our guy Braden, Braden will be starting up here. Um, mm-hmm. Braden, Braden Penn, he'll be starting up in April.
1: Have you got a chance to talk to him? Yeah, he's uh, he's doing really well. He's, uh, you know, the best thing. The best thing about Braden is that he's always excited to play football. And that is something that, you know, I've grown to appreciate um, even after, like, you know, he's left and everything. Um, I literally was just talking to him the other week. Um, He's really working hard in the weight room and really trying to get that that film um, this season. Um, I know he had a good season last year. Their team didn't. But from what I've heard from him, he's really excited. Um, He's in really good shape. And uh, he's excited for the season to start.
0: Yeah, I saw they drafted, like, the number one FCS quarterback and they drafted his the quarterback's number 1 receiver. So I'm just like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm I'm all in on this season. I'm excited for it you to know. start. But um it makes you you know, it makes you appreciate every game that much more though, you know, right? Like I obviously never played college football and was never as good as you guys, but as someone who I think now is about 4 or 5 years removed from playing like my last game of competitive football, and let me tell you, it wasn't a good one. <laughs> um, dude, you gotta, you gotta cherish these moments. And I know, um, you know, just the way that you guys are with the O-line, you guys are all close friends. So I know you guys appreciate those moments in the trenches. And even though we may not have had the best record last year, like I know you guys definitely use that as a learning experience and motivation to get you ready to go back into battle this year.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. Uh, you know, my roommate's Logan shernitz And like, just me and him, like we've been talking and we're like, man, like, we're about to go into our fifth year. I mean, time flies. Like, it really does. It's crazy. Like, when you're a freshman, you don't really think about that. But, nah, definitely, you know, cherish the moments in football because it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I think,
0: too, like, for you guys, at least from my perspective from NIU, um with all these new leagues popping up like XFL, USFL and stuff like that, that pay like livable wages, like not more, like more than livable wages. Like you make a good amount Mm -hmm. of money during the season and you have that opportunity to go to the NFL. I think that we're going to start seeing more guys, like some of the guys that I can think of off the top of my head. Like I know, uh, Lance Devoe didn't find a home last year, off uh, or after uh, college, to get to the NFL. I think that's a guy mm-hmm. that you could see end up playing in that league. Um, if Clint hadn't signed with the Falcons, like I would have totally seen, I would have seen Clint jo- like joining like the USFL or XFL and just being like their superstar right away. But yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm happy he signed with the Falcons, and it's always good to see you guys do great things in football. And then too, like another example, like. I know Nick routine and I know Liam both already have jobs and already moved to like, they're gone. Like they're not coming back to Cal You know what I'm saying? I think Liam said he's going down to OKC. So it's always good to see you guys in whatever walk of life, utilize the skills that you learned here to be successful. So I'm always happy to see that.
1: Yes, I 100% agree. You hit it on the nail.
0: So I did see today we released the schedule Okay, I won't. Yeah. I won't make you put a number on it because I already did on Twitter, and that number is twelve and L. But have you <laughs> have you seen the schedule yet?
1: Yeah, I know you, you kind of know the
0: teams, but it's it's the order that matters, you know.
1: Yep, yeah, I uh, we saw it, and yep, yeah, we uh, yeah, I've already looked at it. <laughs> ain't no cakewalk around here. We do it the hard way.
0: We don't want Southern Illinois week one. We want to travel, oh. right?
1: Oh hell yeah! I I'll love tell traveling, you, man.
0: I'll tell you this. I know this won't matter to you because you play on offense, but I know their well, I don't know their quarterback, but I met their quarterback, Phil Dracovic, because he mm-hmm. used to play he used to play at Notre Dame. Nice okay. guy. Nice guy. He does have a pretty good arm. But mm-hmm. if we can get the pressure that we can with our D line, it's GG's, dude. Like I think we could have another Georgia take a Georgia Tech game on our hand. Wow. And I <laughs> I know you watch a lot of college ball. Last year, Boston College wasn't the best team, but I think anytime from, from our perspective, that you get a chance to go on the road, you face that Power 5 opponent at their spot, anything can happen. We've seen it too many times. Like, you, you yeah. see when you walk into the facility all, all the uh, Boneyard victories every time. Like, all the bones mm-hmm. are right there. So, I'm excited for that one. Uh, week two, we got September 9th at home against Southern Illinois. That's an in-state one, so – it may not mean as much to us, but I know all the games – I'm talking us as in the fans. I know all games are created equal to you guys every every mm-hmm. week, one and all. But there may be a couple guys on that roster that maybe had an offer or something that they didn't end up at NIU, so maybe they're a little disappointed they wanted to come <laughs> here. But it's that in-state rivalry, you know, that that type of stuff. I won't call it a rivalry, but in-state, you know, players. Those Illinois guys on that team are like, damn, maybe if I did this or did that, I'd be D1 at NIU. But
1: mm-hmm. –
0: Schedule doesn't get any easier after that. You guys travel to Lincoln, Nebraska. Me and Ethan have already talked about making a a trip out to Nebraska for this one. I'm not very I'm not very excited about what else is in Nebraska, but I would be excited for this <laughs> for this contest. Matt Rule is back at Nebraska, uh, yeah. former former Panthers coach, former Baylor coach, and they're looking to revamp stuff. They got a bunch of transfers in, but This is a team that NIU has beaten a little bit before both of our times at school or at the school, but another one, what, what are you, what are your thoughts on this game?
1: I'm excited. Um, I, you know, obviously last year I missed the Kentucky game and the Vanderbilt game, the two big games. So, um, I'm super excited to get to Boston college and Nebraska. Um, super stoked playing that stadium too at Nebraska. Um, And, you know, I think, you know, with our history at Nebraska, you know, I think, you know, we're kind of circling that one, too, that that's something that we really want to get after.
0: Oh, and I know, too, that that Midwest, that Big Ten, I know all the Lippies will be there, every last one of them. There's a (laughs) lot. There's a lot. (laughs) Yes, sir. Uh, This one, though. This one is the one that I think I've circled the most. It's the last non-conference game, and it's a game that last year – All of us, everyone, fans, players, coaches, everyone's disappointed in the way that it ended. Tulsa. Mm -hmm. But we get them at our house. How excited Mm -hmm. are you guys to get that grudge match? Because that Tulsa game was phenomenal last year. We ended up losing, I think, 38 to 35 was like the final score, I believe. But it was just a great game all over. And now we get a chance, the home and away, you get a chance right after the year after to play them again. What are your thoughts on that one?
1: You know, I mean, I, I, I was also at home during that game because I was uh, injured. Um, and, you know, that one hurt just watching, just watching that one hurt. And I know it hurt the guys even more, the ones that were playing. And, um, you know, I think I think you could go through a whole schedule. And I think you could tell that, you know, we definitely got, got to get some people back here. And I, I'm definitely excited about that one. I'm excited about our whole schedule. I think we got a great schedule this year.
0: Yeah, no, the schedule is good, and then right after, uh, right after Tulsa, stay with the T's. You guys travel to Toledo, and this is when Maxion kicks off. So the end of the yep. non-conference is September twenty third. It's four straight weeks, and then it's right into, it's right into Maction. So you guys actually don't have a bye week. You actually don't have a bye week at all. What the heck? Uh,
1: October twenty eighth that week we do.
0: Oh no. JJ, that that's not a bye week, man. That's like a half a bye week. Because I'm looking at it right now. So it's, oh yeah, we
1: got ten days. Yeah, we got ten days. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, that's so
0: okay. I I have I have something to pick with the schedule makers because that's kind of BS for you guys. Like that's not good. There should be some <laughs> sort of there should be some gap in there, right? But okay, so you guys yeah. go. You guys go from September second to October twenty first. Six straight games, six weeks. That's half the mm-hmm. season, right there. What is it going to take to get to that point, you know, four and two, three and
1: three? Um, Are you talking about the first six games, right? Yeah, because those first, I
0: mean, I know a lot of uh, four of those are non-conference, but the first six yeah. games you don't have, like you said, there's no break. So that that might be the toughest stretch of the season, you know, that first six weeks. It's going to be important to stay focused during that time, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, what is it going to take? I think it's just going to take um everything that we're working for right now. I mean, I, you know, every day we all come in with a the mindset and stuff that, you know, we got to get everything back that we lost last year and um you know, I think the way that we're be- like we're becoming a team again um this off-season, I think that's really what's going to help us through that stretch and you know, I think the best part about our team is that every person on our team shows up every day and they just work, and you know, there's no questioning our you know work ef- uh, ethic and all that stuff. And so, I I really don't see the problem of you know six six games in a row like that. But, but you know, I think if we stay together as a team, that's going to be huge for us.
0: Yeah, and then you go down the stretch. So after Toledo, you get you get that or you get Toledo, then Akron. Akron, than Ohio, so you get two Ohio teams back-to-back. And then you got you got the, the Eastern Central, Eastern at uh, home, and then Central away. Ball is not a state at home, Western at home, and then Kent is not a state to close out the season. Maction. I think it doesn't even have to be said, right? Like, it's it's taken on a persona that the whole world on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights, like, dude, I would rather watch football then whatever the heck else is on TV, you know what I'm saying. And I think that it's some of the most fun times of the year. If you had to look forward ahead at this match and schedule, what would you say you look forward to the most about it?
1: Um, I'm I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it, but I mean in that first one, um, when we go away to arrival, man. I'm uh I think that's what I'm really excited about is that we start off with them. And then set the
0: tone early.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't want to say too much because I don't want anything, you know, obviously out of the media about it. But um, definitely that one. I think a lot of us have that one, you know, circled. Um, you know, them being the MAC champions uh, last year, you know, credit to them. Uh, great season for them. Um, but I'm excited because a lot of these teams last year, I mean, they beat us and we got a chance to, you know, come back in and take some money. And um, I think that's what I'm so excited about um, because obviously like last season really wasn't what we were hoping for. And I think, I think that's the beautiful part about it. Yeah,
0: no, that's the best part about it is, is you know, it's like, okay, you get us this year. Like we'll see you next year. And the year after mm-hmm. that and after that until conference realignment and everyone's in like one super conference um, on the topic <laughs> of that super conferences, the college football playoff, it's expanding to 12 teams. I think, think maybe for your last season maybe Mm -hmm. maybe not i could be wrong but what do you think that does for a school like us where it's like yeah we would have never in a million years quite literally gotten into the college football playoff if it was only set at four teams
1: yeah i think it does a lot actually i think um you know financially um i you know obviously there's got to be like a lot of funding from you know you making it to the college football playoff um Oh, yeah. Sponsorships and whatever. And I think that, you know, coming from like NIU, I mean, statistically, I think we're one of the lower funded football uh, programs in the Mac. And so, you know, something like that could really just help a program and really put a team on the map. And I mean, if you look at Cincinnati, I think Cincinnati's always had a a solid program. But I think, you know, they took that jump just by them making it into the top four like they did uh, two years ago. So I think it's it's huge and it's tremendous, especially for the group five um, to really be able to get their name and their program um, into it. So I, I'm definitely very excited um, about that um, just for college football as a whole, just because I think it's going to help out, um, you know, everything, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about it, too, because, you know, you look at a team like Tulane even last year where, you know, I think they were a one loss team. They went out and beat USC at the Cotton Bowl. So it's like, yep college football there's upsets every week there's always david versus goliath stories and teams out kicking their coverage and i just i'm excited to see what chaos it brings um and then mm-hmm. too it, it will it will encourage people to to not schedule cupcakes right mm-hmm. you know, you can't schedule cupcakes if everyone's fighting for those same 12 spots so i think that well, I'm sure the SEC will still schedule like Wafford and Western Carolina, because that's just that I it makes no sense to me, man. When I'm sitting here in like week ten, like the week before Rivalry Week, and I'm like Auburn, Wafford, Alabama, Western Carolina. I'm like, this <laughs> these games should not be played. Like there's yeah. yeah, like there should be a certain cutoff point to where you should not be allowed to play an FCS team. I don't care. <laughs> but I think that, you know, even Maybe you look at a year like last year where it's like, yeah, TCU did earn their way all the way to the college football playoff. But if there was an extra round or two, maybe they don't even get to the final. So you never know. But mm-hmm. some other stuff has happened since the last time we talked, um, regarding your favorite quarterback. And I, I have mm. to get I have to get your thoughts. You knew we were, knew you were doing, go yeah you knew we were going to do a little <laughs> we, we always do a little bit of Milwaukee and Green Bay let yeah, talk with JJ but um, well also welcome to the rest of the NFL probably your first year in a long year, long while not making the playoffs but your quarterback <laughs> Aaron Rodgers quarterback of the Green Bay Packers at least for now as the time as uh, as the time is 229 and we're recording this here on uh, Wednesday. He spent four days last week in uh, like a makeshift dungeon or underground cave cut off, cut off from society with, I think he had like a cot, a little bit of food, like a blanket and a couple other things. So what initial thoughts on the Aaron Rodgers saga and just like, what the heck is going on with my man?
1: You know, um, he's a very weird and interesting guy, but you know, I love everything about him and. Um, you know, my kind of thoughts about it is that, you know, you kind of look at last year and the way the media kind of treated that guy. I mean, I think they kind of treated him very poorly. And I think everyone was trying to make the narrative that, you know, he, he, he's gone, he's, he's not going to be there, like whatever. And I think the media is trying so hard to push this narrative that this guy is done or he's leaving green Bay and no one's really thinking about him actually staying in green Bay. Um, I, I personally do think that he will be our quarterback next year. And I, I'm not trying to be biased when I say that, but, but, I mean, if you want to look at the NFL in a whole, uh, where would he go right now that he could win now?
0: No, yeah, I mean, there's, there's only projects. There's only projects, you know, they, they're talking about teams like the jets, the Raiders, those types. I just
1: teams. don't see it with those two teams though. Cause like, I mean, you look at the jets, I mean, I don't know if they got the talent to get them to a Super Bowl and I think that's what Rodgers wants. Rodgers wants a Super Bowl. I think he could bring a team like the Jets or the Raiders to a playoffs maybe at the yeah. 5 or 6 seed, 7 seed, but I don't know if they are going to be division champs because I mean if you look at the Raiders, I mean the Raiders, I mean you got the Chiefs in that division, you got the Broncos, they just reloaded with Sean Payton. Um you got the Chargers in that division and then like with the Jets, I mean I can't even think. Is, is there a Giants it's a B- in it, or? No,
0: it's uh, Bills, Patriots, Dolphins. So it's not easy either way. And then oh, yeah, the, one team,
1: the,
0: the one team I left out was the Commanders because they just got rid of Carson Wentz. Uh, I love Taylor Heineke to death, and I love watching him play football, but it's clear that he's not the long-term option there or even a guy that they think they could win with. So I just think that it's a weird time right now in the NFL, but it's also – there's never – uh, a normal time to put yourself in a hole uh, 30 mm-hmm. feet underground for four days when you're like a superstar. So I thought that was weird,
1: but it, <laughs> I agree.
0: it leads me to my, to my next question. Um, when you ascend to superstardom as, you know, the next utility lineman in the NFL and you got to get away from the media for four days, I, I assume it's not going to be a hole in the ground, 30 feet below, but where are you, where <laughs> are you going to go? on your media retreat for four days at
1: man, that's a good question. Um, I got three places in mind. I would probably either go back to Wisconsin. Um, maybe anywhere
0: in the state suffices as long as you're not.
1: No, not in Milwaukee. I definitely (laughs) probably go like the lacrosse area, maybe get like a cabin, spend some time in the woods for a little bit. Um, I could see myself going to Kentucky, um, spending my some some time in the mountains, you know, that would be kind of nice. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't really know about this whole darkness thing. Um, that kind of, <laughs> I've never heard of it before. It's kind of interesting.
0: Preachs uh, me out, yeah.
1: But you know, whatever works for the guy, works for the guy, you know, I can't hate on that. So I just don't think I would personally do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds scary. But yeah, man, I, I just, the, the underground tunnel, I pray for the guy. I hope that he can get the help that he needs, but not in my division because I'm tired of him. <laughs> and I would like for the Jordan Love era to start.
1: But or, I mean, J Love's going to, yeah, I'm just telling you right now, J Love's going to haunt you guys too.
0: J Love's not Jay Fields. I'll tell you that.
1: Jay Fields is not good.
0: <laughs> that's all my, that's what my, my one buddy always says to me. He's like, dude, he's not good at quarterback. Oh my God. All right, so your other teams, though. All right, so the Brewers, the Brewers-Cubs, I think, will be interesting this year, right? Like, it could be just a good mid-off. I don't think either team has enough to win the division, but I think that both teams will be competitive, right?
1: Yeah, I think um, I haven't really paid attention much to the Cubs, but I I know the Brewers got a couple good pitchers or uh, a couple of good players that they did or they signed. So I'm excited about some of our young prospects, too, for sure, I'm at. No, they do
0: have – Good prospects on the pipeline, and then obviously you always have the the, the pitching staff that's so top heavy with all those guys like Burns at the top. But your your last guy, your last team, I, wish, I should say, the Bucks are they winning mm-hmm. the fun? Are they winning the finals again this year? Because it's looking a lot like the team that won the finals two years ago. I I no honestly doubt. think they will.
1: No doubt. I mean, we got rid of George Hill. I did not like that guy. Loved him as a player. <laughs> like I loved him two years ago, but I, I just. Last year during the playoffs, man, I was mad watching him guard and defend, and yeah, whatever. Um, Jay Crowder, what a great, you know, freaking pickup that we got with him. With him, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. This team, I mean, this team's just deep. I mean, you look at it. Like I, I think I read something on Twitter the other day. Uh, Chris Middleton missed like 41 games. Giannis has missed 11. Uh, Pat Connaughton, who's a great role player for us, has missed like 18 to 20. I mean, you you look at – and then Jake Crowder just got here and we got the best record in the NBA. I mean, come on. This team's deep. I mean, you can't even look over that.
0: Yeah, no, and I I watched that game on – was it Sunday, I think it was? It was like the ABC game. And it's like, dude, you guys just don't lose at home. You guys were down like – you guys were down like – I want to say like as much as 10 with like six minutes left. And it's just like, no Giannis, down 10 – but we're at Pfizer Forum, so it doesn't even matter. Like, it's insane. You guys have a good home field or home court advantage, I'll say.
1: And I, I would credit that to the fans. I mean, Wisconsin fans, they just bring a different type of energy, I feel <laughs> like. And they Just 20,000 scre-
0: 20, yeah. sc- screaming Wisconsinites. It's like, dude, put, put your shirt on. Put your shirt on,
1: bro. Yeah, we're definitely all <laughs> drunk, too. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I think uh, – I think the NBA is about as wide open as it could be. And I think I just, for the NFL back to, well, I'll backtrack a little bit. I just want to see someone other than Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to like, I like parody in sports. I don't like seeing teams win like a bunch of championships in a row, unless it's my team, which Mm -hmm. is super (laughs) hypocritical, but that's how everyone is. And you know what, for, you know, a majority of people, right. That, that are fans of sports, you're only going to get a handful of championships or you might not even get that in your lifetime. Like, you know, you look at it like that. You got, you got a bucks and a Packers, um, mm-hmm. no brewers yet. I nope. have seen like, I've seen a Cubs. That one was absolutely mental. Like I'm crying like a little boy, like when they won, that was insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll count you guys. I've seen a Mac championship live and yep. in a flash at, at Ford field because um, I don't think I'll ever see a Notre Dame championship, unfortunately, with knock on wood. Um, and then I've seen a Blackhawks too, but that's about it. You know, it's like you got to cherish those moments. And it goes back to, to what we were talking about earlier. You know, that moment down there on the field when you won the MAC championship had to have been like a top three moment of your life. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, 100%. Uh, I just, man, it's amazing. Like it's, it's, it's a beautiful feeling when all your hard work pays off. You know, and I think that that was the feeling, and I, I don't think I've ever felt that feeling before. And yeah, it was a beautiful thing.
0: So, as we're getting towards the end of the show here today, I always ask at the beginning of every season, um, this will probably be, I think, like your third season that we've had you here on the show, uh, consecutively. Yep. But it's a new look at a new team, it's time to set some goals for this season. Let's hear them.
1: Uh, win a Mac championship.
0: That's it. Leave it there, short and I'm simple. Gonna, if you win a MAC champion, if you win a MAC championship, all the all conference and everything else will happen after that.
1: Yeah, I, I think right now, the biggest goal that I got for us is win a MAC championship. Um, if you want to know a personal goal too, I mean, I could give you that. That's what you want.
0: <laughs> do a person. We'll do one personal goal as well too.
1: Um, obviously, all conference. That's a huge one. I don't. I haven't won one yet. and I think it's time. Oh, it's time.
0: See I think okay so I forgot who we had uh this conversation about last year I forgot what player it was you got to stick to one position man it, you know if you, you you play every position on the line yeah. <laughs> and I forgot who it was last year that they're like yeah there wasn't really like a position for him that we could put on for the all conference you know it's kind of like a utility guy but yeah yeah, I am excited to see <laughs> you guys back out on the field. I am excited to get back out to the spring game and to the pro day to see um, what our our guys have in store that are moving on, and what you know you guys have in store moving on into the next college season. But is there one thing uh, that you are looking forward to the most about this upcoming season?
1: Um. Probably two things. Obviously, just the first game because you know college football is back. That's just a beautiful thing, an awesome thing. Should be a um, national
0: national holiday.
1: Yeah, it should be honestly. But no, the the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is definitely just we we got a lot of things that we got to you know we got to take our money back in some of these games and kind of just put NIU back to where it belongs because I think. There's been too much talk about NIU this and IU that. And I I just think we got to really just show them out. And I think that's what I'm really most excited about.
0: Now, that's like the third time I've heard you say that to take our money back is that one of Coach Hammock's, because I know Coach Hammock's a big like slogan and, and, uh cliche. Yeah, is. is that the new one?
1: Actually, uh, no. I think it's uh, Junie. I think Junie said that a couple of times. You
0: gotta get out. You gotta get out. He's screaming at you while you're like trying to get the bench press up. <laughs> you gotta get your money back, JJ. You gotta get it back. He took your lunch yeah. money. Coach Junie. Coach Junie's a great guy. I'm sure. uh he put you guys through hell though, right?
1: <laughs> a couple times.
0: <laughs> but because, but because he loves you, because he wants you guys to do great, so I, you can't fault him for that. <laughs> the hard way <laughs> exactly yeah. do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up today's show
1: uh just you know keep coming out and supporting us i mean i, I obviously last season wasn't it and um the guys are working hard so um you know i appreciate all the fans and everything and all the support that you guys give us and especially you and huskies on tap and i appreciate you having me on here today um but yeah just keep up the sport and we'll we'll uh we'll give you guys a show
0: Absolutely. Well, you heard it from the man himself, J.J. Lippi. He wants to be all conference. He wants a MAC championship. And word we're, we're to, you know, one of the quotes that we got from Evan Bus last year, there's going to be some fun along the way, too. So you might as well get on out to Husky Stadium and support. But that's going to bring us to, to the end of today's show. This was another episode of Huskies on Tap, the first episode of the new season, the offseason uh, portion of it, if you will you can follow jj at jj underscore lippy you can follow our main account at huskies on tap and you can follow me at beat 300 but we got nothing else for you guys and go
1: huskies. i got drink on living labs, in the kitchen with magic i got of living labs, in the kitchen with magic bad bad we got london on the track i ain't asked now for nothing i took the heart away so tell put me overcoming with it they took my heart away heart away how do jump in do